Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to That's Lame, the equestrian podcast for horse girls from horse girls. Hello, everyone. Hi. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm really good. Oh, I wasn't asking you. <laughs> <laughs> I realised that when you said it. When I already answered, I realised. I was like, oh dear. <laughs> Alrighty then, guys. How are you doing, Evie? I've actually had a really good, like, last few days. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, you have actually, haven't you? Yeah, my horse is going really well. The youngsters are going really well. Saw some friends over the weekend, went out for lunch. Plot twist, she's actually got other friends over than me. <laughs> Joanna's like a jealous girl. I know, I know I am, actually. I like hoarding you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the word, hogging. No. Like Hogging. I'm not going to shave all like your a hair buzz off. Cut. <laughs> but actually, I wonder if non-horsey people, what does hogging mean to them? Hogging means like keeping to themselves. Yeah, but like why... keeping something to themselves. But hogging in horse terms is like <laughs> a buzz cut. So where did that like? I don't know. Where did that differ? I so don't know. Weird. But anyway, no, I've had a really good past few days. I don't actually think I have a lame this week, which is like so shocking. <laughs> that is really good. Yeah, so I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm really tired this week, which I feel like is making me a bit down. For the listeners, we've got a really intense week on the yard yeah. at the moment. Just like the next few months are just super intense. We've got lots of yard clinics, which is when we have people come for a few days and they bring their horse and they stay over and, and have lots of lessons. And it just means that we then have to do what we normally do through the day in like two hours yeah and we're very much like stuck to a schedule mm. and yeah it's quite intense i find and i mean it's really good fun as well like yeah. you meet so many new people and in terms of that that's mm. really fun but yeah man i'm exhausted we've only done like two <laughs> we've got like eight to go oh my god I know, I feel like I'm also just so down about this weather. Mm. There's only so much I can do there and I just can't keep going. I just can't do it. Waiting for the weather to break. Yeah, though I feel like my horses, it's already broken for them. When the spring grass comes through, the horses go crazy. Mm. They literally go nuts because there's so much sugar and nutrients in the grass. It just makes them feel amazing. Mm. And um, yeah, mine are a little bit crazy, especially Simba, like, gosh. <laughs> he's like, I mean, he's amazing to ride at the moment, but God, he's crazy. Mm. Yeah, not not ideal. But then maybe you're getting it done early. I'm getting it out of the system. Mm. You're getting it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're actually going out this weekend, aren't we? Oh, yes. Just for some drinks. In the local town. Just for some drinks. But I'm actually really looking forward to it because, I don't know about you, but I very much get stuck in the yard in that, like, I'm here all day mm. and the days just, like, roll into one another and I'm like, God, I haven't seen the outside world in, like, yeah, three it's, weeks. It's so easy to get caught up in just, like, what's going on in the yard and not actually, like, prioritising any downtime for yourself. Yeah, or any fun time as well. Because Especially when we only have, like, one day off a week. Yeah, so I I really feel like I want to go out and I want to have a drink and I want to have some fun. I think that's probably why I'm a bit more, like, upbeat and energetic. Yeah. Because, like, yesterday... So it was a really intense day yesterday. I think it was, like, a 5.30am start for me. Mm-hmm. Because I came to the yard first thing to ride Terry, but then left at around half eight to go to a workshop. So basically, I'm on a Young Professionals programme, which is run by the British Equestrian Federation. And it's basically a series of workshops throughout the year. And I think it's under 25s. So all people like my age 
and it's all about getting the right toolkit to sort of start your own business within the industry. So I went to one of those workshops yesterday, which is really fun because it's just a bit different. You're in yeah. like a classroom environment and also you're with like 20 other people that are all your own age, but also horsey as well. So I think it's sort of everyone really enjoys being there because it's just fun to like chat to people. It gives and, you a boost as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like it was socializing with yeah. people outside of your yard and it's just really fun. Yeah. And I feel like I haven't had a boost like that in no. quite a few weeks. So I'm just kind of like in the daily grind <laughs> yeah. I hate that phrase I hate the daily grind and I'm just I haven't I haven't had like any enjoyment enjoyment yeah that's like part of the reason why I'm really glad to be on the program actually not just for like all the stuff that I'm learning but also just like the networking of it like making new friends and I know you keep going like oh my friend here and I'm like oh. I want friends. Yeah. <laughs> you can come next. I can't come. I'm too mm. old. <laughs> they won't let me in. No, I think there is someone that's like 25 and turning 26 this year. I, I, can't, I can't do it anyway because yeah. I did world class. Uh, Years ago, I was I was relatively good mm. in terms of dressage and riding. And I was on the world class program. Yeah. And... Um, I, I kind of shot myself in the foot with that because mm. I just like went straight in at the top and then... Now where am I? <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, you're rubbish now. <laughs> I am actually really rubbish. <gasps> Something we haven't mentioned. We've given up chocolate for oh, Lent. No, we mentioned that like I know, but we're now a month in. I've given up sweets as well. How are you feeling? Fine. I've literally not craved it once. That's crazy. The only time I thought, oh, that's rubbish, is when I bought my mum like chocolate truffles for Mother's Day. Yeah. And they were like from Hotel Chocolat and all that. And then it wasn't until I got home that I sort of realised that I wouldn't be able to have any, no. which sort of bothered me a little bit. I was a bit like, oh, that's rubbish. But other than that, I haven't craved it at all. I thought I would really struggle mm. and I haven't whatsoever. Gosh. I would say I have struggled quite a bit, <laughs> especially when you go food shopping. Yeah. And you walk down like the chocolate aisle. And also because Easter's coming up, it's everywhere. Mm. Like you cannot get away from it. But I'm really shocked that I've like... I really thought I would struggle. Yeah. But you're, you're, yeah, I think we're both doing really well. Like, we haven't caved. No. And because we've done it for so long now, we're how, not going to cave, are how we? How much longer is there left? Like, I think under a month now, till Easter. I should hope it's under a month. <laughs> God, it feels like we've been doing it for ages. I know. Is it a month? Well, it's like 40 days and 40 nights, isn't it? I thought, before I agreed to this, I thought Lent was like two weeks. <laughs> no, it's like you're in for the long haul. Mm, wow. I wouldn't say that our diet is any better, though, because all I've done, personally, is I've done a clean swap of chocolate to other types of sweet product yeah, things. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine because I just eat cake. Like, yeah. I'm just like, easy peasy. I'm like, get me a Viennese swirl. Yeah. Like, I'm going to eat the whole packet. <laughs> So, dilemma one. Hola. <laughs> ¿Cómo estás? Me encanta este moloca. I don't actually know if that is Spanish. I think it means I like to party. No, that is Spanish. Me encanta este moloca. Yeah. Nice, look at me. Bilingual. Okay. <clears throat> Hola. My dilemma has always been if I should stay in my home country or seek work opportunities abroad. This probably isn't the best dilemma for us because I feel like we're such like home birds. I've had in in the past I've I've thought about moving abroad. I think everyone has, haven't they? Yeah, I've had like quite a few identity crises and I've been like that's it, I'm upping and leaving. 
I'm going to go and work abroad in a big yard. And then I kind of wake up the next day and I'm like, Phew, that was a weird moment. Mm. <laughs> I don't think it's for everyone. I don't think no. it is. And I don't think it's something that you necessarily have to do in order to be successful. No. Um, obviously, in terms of dressage, you know, there's a lot more opportunities abroad. Yeah. Um, you know, most of the best horses are bred abroad. So they have a lot more horsepower out there and like the yards are bigger and obviously you can get to competitions easier stuff like that but again it's not something that you necessarily have to do no for me personally if you are thinking about moving abroad i would make sure that the country that you're thinking about matches you because obviously very yeah. especially like with dressage like different countries are very different with their approaches to training mm-hmm. and to horse care and yeah, things like that very different so if it was me i would sort of just make sure that if you're thinking of a certain country make sure it matches sort of your ethos i guess yeah so last year i went to california and kind of thought about staying mm. because you know that would be amazing the place i went to was absolutely amazing the people were absolutely amazing but for me i wouldn't have been able to compete at all Basically, if I wanted to compete the horses to FEI level, I most likely would have needed to fly them to Florida. Mm. And in terms of that, you're like, okay, so if you want to be in the States, you need to be in Florida. You can't really be anywhere else. It's a tricky one, I'd say, because I can see where a lot of people come from in that, you know, potentially their home countries. I mean, this person said hola, so I'm guessing they're Spanish. You know, they they may not have the opportunities in their country or in like the surrounding area around them. No. And they might think, okay, especially if you're like Spanish or whatnot, and you maybe you don't particularly like PRE and Spanish horses, you might want to move abroad to a stud with loads of warm bloods. Yeah. So I can see where a lot of people come from and why a lot of people do it. And like we've got friends that have moved abroad. Also, going back to when I said about matching you as a person, like for instance, you, Joanna, you wouldn't be able to live in a country with a really hot climate. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I know that sounds ridiculous, but like those sort of things you need to like consider, like the actual practicality yeah. of it as well. Like you couldn't go to Spain, for instance, because you would not be able to cope with the summers at all. No. And yeah, another big factor of California, I loved it because I was there in January. If I went yeah. in August, I'd probably be burnt to a crisp yeah. by now, you know. Because you really struggled competing abroad, didn't you? Like with the heat and yeah, the sun. Yeah, hugely. I went to the Europeans in 2016 in Valencia in Spain mm. in July and I was nearly throwing up in the warm-up because I was so hot. I got such bad heat stroke, completely forgot where I was going in the middle of the test. whole thing was so yeah. bad because I just can't cope with heat and I think that's just me as a person. But those are like... It sounds funny, but they're quite important things to consider. They're quite Because they're going to really affect your performance. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I love PRE horses and Portuguese horses and whatnot. Mm. And, yeah, I'd love to go out and train with, you know, like the classical masters and yeah. stuff. But, again, I wouldn't be able to do that in the summer because no. I'd be not here any longer. I think for me personally, I would never move abroad just because I've got so many ties here. Yeah. You know, like, I've got a horse... I've got a dog, my family are here. Like, I wouldn't want to fly my horse over personally. I just don't think he'd be great on a plane. No. <laughs> um, so I just wouldn't want to risk him for that reason. If I didn't have those ties, I think I probably would go really? abroad. Yeah, because, like, I think if you haven't really got anything holding you back, and I don't mean that those things are holding me back, like, I'm so grateful to have them and I'm mm-hmm. so happy where I am. But if you don't have that, I think you do have a little bit more freedom to sort of go where you like. 
So then in terms of that, I think it depends on y- you as a person mm. because your personality as a person is you're very extrovert, aren't you? Yeah. So you, I think, would thrive in any situation you were put in. Yeah. Again, if you didn't have the ties that you already have. Mm. Whereas me, like an introvert, you know, I don't go up and talk to people with stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think I'd cope with it, no. especially if there was a language barrier as well. But also you have so much here as well, like your family business is here. Yeah. You know, so like that's such a core for you to go abroad. It'd be great for like a few months experience, but to actually uproot and stay there would be a bit like, but why you've got like a business at home? Yeah, I think it's it can be hard because if you already have roots where you are and you've already got a business, you've already got a good name, you've Mm. already got the ball rolling. You don't want to up and move. No. But yeah, I suppose if you don't have any roots where you are, you can put roots down wherever you want yeah and I think it's really good to go abroad to experience different cultures different ways of doing things and also to just like get out of your comfort zone and just sort of experience something a little bit different and the amount of knowledge that you could learn yeah is unbelievable and because you've gone you can always come back and I would say as well that if you're sort of umming and ahhing about it then maybe think oh I'll go to this country for a few months and see how it goes lots of people do like work placements and then end up saying forever you know and they do that within their home country so I feel like you can do that abroad as well like almost as an internship because then at least you can go abroad and it's not like a finality of you're moving there and you have to stay there you've got the flexibility of I can go home if I want to or I can stay because sometimes I think making such a final decision of I'm moving abroad is quite daunting and it almost makes you feel a little bit trapped which then puts you off a little bit so maybe doing a placement might just ease the pressure and then if you come home it's still great to do a few months somewhere else yeah that still looks great on your CV there's no no time or experience is wasted so that's what I would do I would do my research see which country I'd want to go to narrow it down to a yard I want to go to and then potentially do like a internship there for a yeah. few months and then if I really enjoyed it I would approach my employer if they didn't approach me and I would say I'm really enjoying it is there you know opportunity for employment here full-time yeah two things I'd add to that one that is that it is financially viable for mm. you to do that secondly something personally that I felt when I was considering moving abroad or you know taking different opportunities if I had any doubts in my head, I was like, it's not right. Because if I'm already doubting it now, then I know it's not right for me. You've got to be like all in. You've I got to think. be honest with yourself. Who are you as a person? Yeah. And does going on a big adventure like that complement your personality? Sort of linking to what you were saying, I'd also make sure that it's not a like, oh, the grass looks greener on the other side, sort of. Yeah. I know lots of people that jump from yard to yard and are still unhappy mm-hmm. because they almost look back and think, oh, I didn't appreciate what I had there. Because I do think people have a pressure to keep moving. Yeah. Because, you know, if you stay at the same place, it's a bit like, oh, you're still there. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah I'm happy, actually. Happiness comes from within, not where you are. Yeah, and it's the most important thing. If you're happy where you're working and if you're progressing your riding ability and your goals, inevitably, then I don't personally see why you should move. Yeah. But that's just me. What country would you go to if you... Like, I know you don't want to uh, go abroad. I'd go to the Australian Outback and... 
man, I'd be a rancher. Oh. <laughs> we were just saying about how you wouldn't cope with the climate. <laughs> I know. You'd I get heat stroke and I wouldn't cope at all. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to be like a cowgirl. Yeah. That'd everyone, be amazing. Everyone has that dream, yeah. don't they? I think deep down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I'd go. I'd either go full cowgirl and go over to America, but I don't really vibe with America, though, I have to say. Just with, like, the gun situation. But anyway, <laughs> that's a different debate. Um, but for dressage, I would probably just be a bit basic and be like, oh, I want to go to Germany. Did you go to Germany, not Holland? J- just, I don't know, like, that side of Europe, just to experience it, I guess, but I, I wouldn't want to be there full-time, I don't think. No. Okay, so I'll I'll be there with a the cowboy hat and everyone will be, like, I don't know, riding at the World Championships <laughs> or something. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm having to read Dilemma 2 as Evie hasn't brought her glasses and she can't actually see. I am blind. Okay, so, hey guys, love your podcast, but it's made me think about how lonely it can be in the equestrian industry. I work on my own with the horses, so I have little to no time for a social life. I guess my question is, how do you combat this? So I think this kind of like brings us back to what we were saying earlier. Yeah, it does actually. In that you can get so stuck in the yard and what you're doing on the yard. Yeah, firstly, you are not alone. No, there's thousands of other people out there in the equestrian industry who feel exactly the same as you. You feel alone, but you're not alone (laughs) because everyone feels alone. Very poetic. Very nice. I've spent probably more hours alone on the yard than I have Mm. with company. And we're lucky as well because like, even though it's a small team, it's still you are interacting with another person, whereas I imagine a lot of people, especially amateurs or semi-pros or even just people that do it for a hobby, are fully on their own Yeah, all the time on the yard. I'd say you and I are very lucky in that we have each other. Oh, bless your little hug. <laughs> we do have each other, which is really nice. I actually find on the days when Evie isn't in, I'm a bit like, what do I do with myself at like, lunch? and We're lucky like because we're of similar age and we get on. <laughs> Thank goodness. No, I would say, just to make it a little bit more complicated, even if you're with people there, you can still feel lonely. Yeah. Because obviously, like, I was at uni for a few years and, like, lots of people at uni struggle with, like, loneliness. And that's not because they haven't got loads of friends or, like, live in a house with people they really like. It's just that sometimes it's not... It's missing the people that you don't see. So, say, like, family or yeah. friends at home and things like that. But anyway, I feel like we're going on a bit of a tangent. Yeah. Um, okay, so the, so the dilemma says, how do I combat this? Okay, so something that I've thought in the past, Evie and I should do, that we've never done, mm. do something like go to a hunt ball. Yeah, we really need to do that. Where you can meet other like-minded people. So look for things, look for like societies, are they called? Like groups, like young, young farmers. farmers. Yeah, we really should have gotten into that. I feel we're like we're too old, old, old. aren't we? <laughs> we're actually, is there like a middle-aged farmers that we could join? <laughs> oh, that doesn't have a real no, ring it's to like, it. Um, what's that dating site called? That's like for farmers. Is it Mucky Boot or something? Muddy Matches. Muddy Matches. Yeah, maybe we should join that. no anyway we're talking about relationship this is just like loneliness isn't it yeah so just keep listening to us (laughs) uh we will do one every week 
What I would say <laughs> is when you said about tiredness, I think sometimes you get more tired the less you socialise. Even if you do feel too tired, you need to sort of push the boat out and just meet up with somebody and you'd be surprised at sort of how much it will sort of refresh you and like... Because it's hard, but then actually when you're there, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I'm here. Yeah. I'm so glad I made the effort. And you do feel like a bit of a spark, you know? You're like, mm. oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so maybe sort of think... Maybe try and plan every other week. I'm going to do something every with, other week with a friend. So that's twice. That's twice a month. That's twice a month. But if you feel lonely, as in like you don't, I don't know how to say this politely. You don't feel as though you have many friends. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't have many friends. I don't have. Many I literally friends. probably have about five. <laughs> Gosh, five. <laughs> give or take one. <laughs> One's on the slippery slope. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I would say re- reach out to people. Message them. Yeah. Meet people virtually. That happens loads now. <laughs> Don't you, get catfished. You have to put effort in. It's like with anything in life. You have to work at it. So reach out to people. Arrange to meet up. Like, it's not necessarily going to fall on your lap. Yeah. And because it doesn't fall on your lap doesn't mean that, like, nobody likes you. It just means that, like, you might just have to put a bit more effort in. Mm-hmm. Because also I think lots of people, especially in our generation, are almost embarrassed to, like make the first move to start like a friendship yeah it's like their pride gets a bit in the way and they're a bit like oh that's awkward or like cringe if she says no and it's a bit like i wish people were more open and upfront the worst thing anyone can ever say to you is no exactly but yeah my advice would be to join societies or different groups if you want to meet new people you can do that online or reach out to old connections and just make the effort to meet up with people even if you feel a bit tired i promise you you'll be surprised yeah it will reignite some energy within you just thinking as well whether or not maybe one day we should do like uh that's lame night out like what just us do no like <laughs> or like oh, i like don't a know. group yeah for any listeners or anything a sorority is that what it's called <laughs> sorority you know like in america with oh, the... yeah yeah that might be quite fun yeah that could be fun yeah and i'd also say it doesn't have to be one extreme to the other you don't have to always be on your own and you don't have to always be going out either no find a balance or facetime i hate facetiming do you yeah i facetime you all the time for like the most pointless things you facetime me yesterday <laughs> with like your ETA <laughs> I was like thank you for that because sometimes like I like seeing somebody's face when I'm talking to them yeah I do get you I do get you but yeah major tangent there yeah. <laughs> but anyway. throwing in some pearls of wisdom <laughs> whilst I'm here <laughs> ready i'm ready okay so in the hopefully not too distant future we are going to be having guests on the podcast you know it it can be quite hard for evie and i because obviously we don't have huge platforms already in which to publicize our podcast so we're very much like starting at the bottom but we do really appreciate the feedback that we get and we really, really like it. Yeah, I was saying, because a couple of girls yesterday at the workshop were like, oh, I really enjoy the podcast, like listen to it every week, which was really sweet. But I was like, God, I don't think of people listening to it, which I know is really stupid. But yeah, so hopefully we're going to get guests on soon. So We have actually got a little guest list as well. We have, yeah. And if you are on the guest list, well done. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sending invitations. Yes. RSVP. RSVP. <laughs> 
so yeah so if you have any guests that you would like us to have on then do let us know also I would say that the conversations on the chats that we have very informal when we set out to do this podcast we really wanted it to be fun yeah we really wanted it to be like fun chit chat that you'd have in the tack room with your friends on the yard that's what we wanted it to be and we really want to keep it like that Mm. you know with all the guests that we have on we really hope you're enjoying it we're enjoying it Mm. I'm tired today though man I really am (laughs) okay guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of That's Lame did you think it was a good one Evs? yep I'm super tired so I think that's us over and out now don't you think? yeah I think so yep so join us next week for another rendition is that the right word? Yeah, it's a big word. Oh, thank you. Rendition. Three syllables. Well <laughs> okay. done. Right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.